0: After recording this episode, we were saddened to hear of the passing of Alan Cowen. If you didn't know Alan Cowen, you'd have recognised him. Tall, bushy moustache, Airdrie jersey, suit jacket, walking stick, he's an iconic figure at Airdrie Games. He'll be massively missed by all his friends, and our thoughts are with all his family at the moment. This one's for you, Alan. Dum, 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 Welcome to the Hotel Podcast, and joining me tonight, I've got blogger, commentator, football fan extraordinaire, Andrew Duffy. Andrew, how are you?
1: I'm good. Yeah, thanks for that big
0: build up. Cheers, Colin. <laughs> and Darren O'Hare's back for a second appearance on the podcast. Darren, how are you? I uh, great. So looking forward to it. Hey, but what do we make of it, guys? So since the last thing that we met, we've we left just before we played Thistle in the league, so lost that one. Three draws in the league, a disappointing draw against Clyde an a draw against Queen's Park and in the end probably quite a good draw against Cove, uh, followed by a brilliant win over Montrose. Uh, so in terms of where we're placed just now, what, what do you make of it? Are you, are you excited about current form? Andrew, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, very excited. We're going very well thus far really when you try and take, take a look at it. I noticed that we've now gone way past the point that last season ended. So I checked to see how how things stood. 22 games played last season in total. We get 38 points. So by the 22 game mark this season, 42 points, which is a significant improvement from 38 to 42. Thistle only ended up getting 40. So we're already two ahead of what was the league winning tally last season at the point the season finished. So it's yet another improvement. Um, year on year. We can't really um, argue with that. The way that the team seem to have bounced back from that we run of draws, which, like you say, the cold one in particular, looks not too bad after all, um, is is really heartening. 11 games left and we're right in there, right on their coattails. And
0: I think we've got the, the momentum, to be honest. Baron, you gave me feedback after the last podcast that you thought it was all a little bit too positive. Are
2: you, are you feeling positive <laughs> after that? I think I think I'd spoken to your dad and he said
0: it was a like happy clapping.
2: Everyone was so happy. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, we don't care, we're loving it. Um, I I think we we've won about six games in a row or something. I think I think we've done it maybe like two or three times in the last twenty years, and it was all really positive. And I think maybe up even like including the Queen's Park game, it was it was quite um. I was, i think it was quite a depressing January. I think that a few of the guys in the, the chat were saying that it wasn't—it wasn't that bad. In reality, no, it wasn't. But I think we'd just been scoring goals and winning like three twos and scoring worldies, and it was—it was also really, really good. And um, I just—I think after six wins, you're not going to be happy like three draws in a row or whatever it was. So, um, but certainly, I, I missed the game obviously on Saturday, but. Four goals, three of them very, very good goals. And um I think I think the performance against Clyde was really good. First first half against Queen Park was dire. Um we get played off the park against Cove, like the first 20 minutes, and we were lucky it couldn't have been more. And we came back and it was a good game. So still slowly smart start or fastest start. We can't really it's a, it's like one or the other, but um, I, th- I think I think things are on the way up, and I do feel like we gave up a head start at the beginning of the season. We don't have defenders. We needed a left back. We probably need a striker. We could probably do it with a few wingers as well, but we still with a head start. We're like sort of there or thereabouts. So, I just I think it's just it's great being an to find that out, isn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, the the Clyde game was incredibly frustrating and really wound me up. It got right under my skin. That result, it was I was inf- I was furious about that. I was absolutely scunnered with, it. um, the goals that we didn't score and the sort of calamitous goals that we gave away. But um, Queens Park and Cove, I think we probably could argue we finished those games the stronger, but kind of started like like Dan says, started slowly. And maybe get away with it a wee bit. So draw probably was the was the fair result. Um, felt at the time, particularly after the Queen's Park game, that that was two opportunities missed um, to cut the lead. But we cove having is it a wobble, a slight wobble? It's all relative because there's still no losing games. But three draws in a row, two of them at home. You know the lead has been cut. It, it does feel like there's been maybe a wee a wee shift. And momentum for us, even though those two games might still look like opportunities missed. If we look back at the end of the season, we might end up looking back at those two games and going off, we'd have turned those into wins. It would have been a different scenario. But to still be unbeaten in the league, at least since the turn of the year, it keeps us right in amongst it. Yeah, I think.
2: I think it, um, Cove, that's the first time I thought these guys, this team is actually better than us. They're the only team in the league that are better than us. But after that, I completely agree. I think there wasn't too much in it. They they knew how to play the wind. There's a couple of the, the northern teams that like Peter Head and things like that. They definitely know how to what, what, play in those sort of conditions. And I think that um again, I just I I just don't think any teams are better. I think defensively attacking teams will get better players. And I think midfielder were just just miles ahead of everybody, just scoring great goals and things. And we, we, like our strikers can't really press teams, but then it's it's the midfield always seem to do like a press. I would mean, I don't know if they're great tacklers, but they're they're quite speedy. They get in about it, and then it's it's kind of like a half a counter attack. Obviously, we're we don't leave strikers up at corners and things like that. We don't really do full length of the park counter attacks. We just kind of nab them in the middle when they're not quite ready for it.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting time I, I find at the moment I am keep looking at our fixtures and looking at Cove's fixtures and I guess it's like five points isn't a lot uh, and I'm looking particularly on, on Saturday that Falkirk have signed Griffiths so suddenly I'm thinking that Falkirk are going to be good enough to do something to Cove and Peterhead we've got a good record against but if it goes our way on Saturday then it's going to be really really tight at the top uh, the danger just is like, Peterhead didn't look like mugs when they played Dundee. They looked pretty good. And if we have a weekend where the results go the other way, then suddenly if it goes back to seven points, it is a lot with, with time running out. So I guess what the, my, my concern is, what if we run out of road like we did last season? Um, but ho- hopefully not. I mean, January January's the window month, extended into February with, with the loans. Um, what did you make of the window? Do you think we've So Rico Caton goes away obviously wasn't getting a game anyway. Kerr McEnroy didn't come back, which was disappointing. But then we've had a flood of new loanees, uh, a whole new uh so Brody Patterson and Kyle McDonald. Uh and then just before Saturday's match, two more. Andrew, you think the, the, the squad's strengthened as a result of the, the business?
1: Oh unquestionably, yeah. I think um the transfer window seemed particularly protracted. Um for us, Airdrie fans, because it seemed seemed like for the longest time nothing was happening, and you know, you kind of know from what you hear about football that there was no doubt, countless deals that nearly happened and then didn't happen, or deals that were going to happen and then did happen eventually, but only after they twisted and turned a few times. Brass tacks, we needed a left back, a natural left back, and we needed um, strengthening the forward areas. Um, we got a left back. And I think in Brody Patterson, it looks like another excellent loan signing uh, by Ian Murray he was brilliant against Montrose. Um and looks looks like a really strong addition and just looks the difference you get from a natural left back playing in that area is is, is humongous. We also get a right back who can play left back, um, which, you know, in a pinch at least, which which helps out and means that we've got competition for Watson, which um clearly worked. on on Saturday there Um, and then eventually we got Jonathan Afalabi in um, who we'll we'll wait and see how he he gets on he only got a small kind of brief appearance towards the end, looked handy enough Um, but I think kind of importantly there he offers us something different to what we already had, we've been playing two strikers most of the season and for a large section there after Gabby's injury we only had three Available in the squad, which is unsustainable Eventually something was going to give We've seen the impact Gal taking a knock at Dumbarton Away made to our striking Options, because he wasn't really fit To come off the bench, um, and when he did Eventually get fit enough to make Appearances from the bench, he, he didn't seem Quite quite Fully there, quite fully fit Quite um, fully sharp, he, obviously That changed, and <laughs> enough We get a new striker in the next day Gal goes and, and puts two away So that that helps We've also worth remembering Extended Scott McGill's loan for Hearts So with him and uh, the boy in for Kelly um, We now have options in the bench Kind of game-changing options on the bench That we've, we've not had before That regardless of who's in the starting 11 We've now got options to mix it up a bit If we need to We Gabby McGill back in the squad With Afolabi in there and with the the two youngsters uh, McGill and and Seven, eight, we've got options uh, that can that can make a difference. So we're a lot stronger than we were going into the window, even though it did take take time to get there and was a bit frustrating. Kind of hoping and praying that we were going to see that pen appear on social media or whatever. But yeah, I think I really like the look of Brody Patterson in particular. Kyle McDonald strengthens us, and we have the extra bodies in the top end of the pitch that we're probably going to need at some point over the course of these next eleven or so games.
2: I think. I think. I mean, we're always sort of thinning the bench, and I I feel that Murray doesn't have the trust in the players that are sitting there to come in and like and sort of not like significantly weakening the team by making those types of replacements. So I think the likes of McDonald who had a brilliant debut at Clyde and hasn't been as good since. And I mean even like partisan's excellent really what just rapid. Just we don't really have that explosion of pace. And to be honest, with the guy could shoot, we were a we probably would have beat Clyde and we probably were a beat like Cove as well. So um it's it's good to have them in. Um Afolabi, the other guy for Kelly, you said and obviously Josh Gibbs back again, which is is like another defender. So and and he and he was good. He, he nearly I think he get he got done a wee bit up at Cove with the first goal, and then there's another one he let go, and I think he you know, and um I wasn't I think or um McGinnis or something, kind can of season his name? But um I think uh, I think he had a bit of a wall. But I think he's been really good since then. So um the, the signs are up. We've we've had a, a really tight squad. In terms of numbers, we've had a few injuries. We gave up the head start, and we're we're still there or thereabouts. And we're in the up, and we're scoring. We're going to start scoring more goals, and cova are starting to have a, a bit of a blip. So it's going to be
0: great. They were all loan signings. Does that surprise you? Disappoint you at all? Darren, go to you first.
2: I mean, I think you'll get more you'll get more for your your buck. Like you getting the big teams to play the wages and you just pay a wee bit. So I think it's just, it's just the way Scottish football is set up. Anything else is, is crazy. You spend a lot of money for somebody they get injured or like, they just, they're, they're just not very good. And then you lose the value. Then it's, it's, it's just, I think it's just a risk strategy in terms of like, just try to protect the business and, and, Keep any money in the bank, or unless you just take maybe get just maybe we've got loans like Cove. I don't know. Maybe maybe we should just run up the debt. I think we've I think we've
0: put bridges before. Yeah. Andrew, what about you?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I don't really have a problem with it with it being loans in at all. I, I think Darren's right. It, it's largely nature of the beast, particularly at this level, you, unless you are backed by certain means, like a like a Cove or a. Or a Falkirk You're going to struggle to make Signings in the January window In particular It's never a great time to be doing that Loan players from the likes of Celtic Or a team in the Championship Is the kind of, the kind of markets You're shopping in Particularly when It's not like we were needing wholesale changes It's not like we were needing To get umpteen starting 11 players into the, into the side We weren't in a, in a diabolical situation Going into the window Um, we had a fairly strong December so um, bringing in guys for the the positions that everybody could see we needed support and left back probably at the top and then striker is is pretty much all you can do in that kind of scenario loan signings through to the end of the season and then like pretty much every team at this level barring one or two players you kind of start from scratch over again
2: I think we finished games in the ascendancy and the only the simple thing will be is if we lose the league narrowly and we could have had the loan signings and the more strength earlier in the window. I think, I feel that like we waited, and we gambled on certain personnel and I think circumstances maybe dictated that this, it was impossible to get the players and we, and we did everything in our power. But those two, three weeks, like waiting, looking for the magic pen or whatever, <laughs> whatever the guys call it, it's like you just... Like we needed we needed the strength there, and it probably, it probably just is what it is, but I would hate to think that that was maybe the, the reason that we didn't just go right up into the, the bigger league.
1: Yeah, I think when, when Gal got injured at Dumbarton, if within that game, either Jordan Allen or Smith or in any of the games after that, if at any point either of them had pulled a hamstring or taking an ankle knock and been out for a couple of weeks, we'd have been in big trouble because we did only have the three forwards Um, and we would have to change our shape and change the way we play and I don't know what we would have done then playing someone who's not a striker as a striker maybe because of obviously the injuries to Gabby and to Sal so we did gamble a wee bit and we did get away with it a wee bit, taking as long as we did but as Darren says, sometimes it's circumstantial, sometimes you're not really in charge of that yourself they, Certainly you're not Completely in charge of it You need the other Parties Whether it's the other club That you're loaning them from Or the players themselves To be willing to make that move At that time And if they weren't ready To commit then Sometimes you've just got to Take that gamble And cross your fingers And we, we did get away with it A wee bit I think
0: I mean I think that's another String to Ian Murray's bow Other places he you might end up going you won't have to duck and dive quite as much. I mean, he's had to, he's had to use connections and whatever, and it seems as if Celtic Hearts, these clubs, are, are trusting Airdrie to bring these players on, especially in the case of Miguel. Maybe more with uh, Afalabi and McEnroy. they're not going to stay on at Celtic, uh, and so it's just a, a case of them getting a good opportunity. What about McEnroy though? So I, I was, I'm still a bit disappointed. Uh, he, it's, you know, he owes Airdrie nothing, and he, and he gave his quite a bit in the short time he was with us. He's got to make a decision what best moves his career on. I just think the opportunity to go for a title and to play in a midfield with like Frizzle and, and especially Dylan Easton was showing up in, in a really good light. So I don't know, he's got a different challenge at air. He's won an Ayrshire Derby already, so maybe it's, maybe it's going well for him. Um, but I was I was disappointed he didn't come back. I thought it would have worked well for him and certainly worked well for, for us. Um, has he, has he gone down in your estimation?
1: No, no, I wouldn't say that I, um, It was disappointing Obviously he was, a, he was a good player He was in the starting 11 And he was really starting to look like He was one of these guys Who was just going to get better and better and better um, But he was a lone signing I, d- I don't think, you know It would have been great If we'd have got him to the end of the season But um, the only chance I think we had of, of keeping him Was if no one else in the Championship Wanted him at that time and I think he had such a good December that the chances of that were slim to nil. If he'd have done that kind of thing in November and then had a quieter December, then maybe we'd have maybe would have got away with it. But at the time, Air bringing in a fairly new manager. They're looking for something in that area of the park. They're a team in a higher division, and sometimes you just need to take that kind of that kind of thing on the chin. I wasn't really aware of how Air style of football was prior to to any sign for them. So I did wonder um whether playing on probably not the best surface and playing a different style of football without um as many good midfielders in and around them, whether it would suit him as much as it as playing for Airdrie clearly suited him. But by all accounts he absolutely ran the Ayrshire Derby in the second half and the Air fans are raving about him the way we were. So um I, I don't really hold that against him and he chipped in helped us out at a period during the season some good goals some good assists um we'd be daft to get too wound up and worked up about something like this it's we've seen it with Kyle Turner we see it time and again and we're not the only club in the position where someone does well for you and then either goes back to their parent club and are retained or goes somewhere else he didn't go to someone else in the division, which would have made it a different story. I'd have been probably far less relaxed about it had he rocked up at one of our um, esteemed rivals.
2: <laughs> Change his name with Juan.
1: <laughs> exactly, but but that didn't happen. He's in a different division, a higher division. I'm not really going to be greeting about that. It's a shame it would have been great to keep him on a bit longer, but these things happen.
2: I think players... They should want to better themselves. They should want to play at the at the, the higher level, and they should back themselves. And I can't really fault them. And I think if if all teams had more players like that, then the, the standard of football in Scotland would be a lot better. And so I, I can't I can't fault the lad. He scored some some cracking goals. I thought I thought it was good. They get stuck in. I don't I don't know if he was like a standout like Easton and getting all the assists and things like that. We've got a pure luxury good midfielders. Even when you look at Miguel and. McCabe can come back in and um, I know Agnew's kind of had his slippers on the last few weeks. He's been slipping about and stuff, but sometimes when the play's a bit one-dimensional, he comes on and he starts like chipping the balls and changing the angles and just like dropping the ball in when it's like little, little windy behind the centre-halves and things. So, well, I mean, we've, we've got enough sort of ammunition that anyway, did obviously have huge firepower care in terms of shooting and things like that, but McCabe's probably got a, a good shot as well. If he can hit some shots that like hits the free kicks, then <laughs> um it'll be good it'd be good to get him back in. I just I just don't know if having Agnew Agnew works. It's I think it's one or the other really, but I good luck to the
0: lads. And and the most pleasing thing at the loons for me, Justin Devaney looked as if he was maybe about fourteen in the picture they put up <laughs> off him. Actually he seems to be a strapping lad at about six foot two. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- not the not the Young youth team player that that he might be, he looks like he could be handy too. Uh, just to say it,
2: else in the like, just bringing the more guys as well. I feel like Smith, Gallica, like Watson, even Miguel sort of junior. Like when I know Miguel scored at Queens but I feel like these guys have really kind of went off the ball a bit as well. So not that like injured, and just just having the faces to to change them up as well. So hopefully the new guys. We've, 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 Certainly McDonald and Paterson can play, whether the the Kelly and the Celtic boy can can do that. If they if they can then it means that there's that, that competition that's going to raise the game for the guys as well.
0: March, about mad March when all the roadworks get done. Our fixtures are Aloha now without Barry Ferguson away, uh, Falkirk away, Cove at home and oh, I've now forgotten what the four Queen's the, Park at home and it yeah. so, so it's like you're looking at closing a gap to be closing a gap. I reckon you probably need nine points out of that. Maybe, maybe eight. You certainly. You think you need to win the game against Cove, but depending if they drop points before that, a draw might be enough. But it's going to be tough. Uh, are you? Can we do it? Can we go and can we go and win three of those four games? I mean, falkirk not going to be an easy place to go. They seem to be getting their act together a bit. I don't know what Lee Griffiths is going to be like as a player. You would think if he. If he applies himself at all, he should score tons of goals in this this league. The last game against Falkirk, it was their bad finishing that cost them uh, the chance to, to beat us. Uh, and Aloha, I have no idea how good Aloha are. I don't know if Barry Ferguson was holding them back, or, uh, or or whether actually it's a squad that they're not that good. Uh, I'm just a wee bit worried when I look at those fixtures and putting a run strong enough to to catch Gove Andrew, what do you think? You, you're usually just quite optimistic. You're going to cheer me up.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think. Um... First things first, before we get to March, we've got to win these two games at the end of February, right? We've got to go up to second bottom, Peterhead, and they did look good in the cup game against Dundee, right? They they looked very competitive, they looked decent, and a couple of their loan signings that they've brought in looked particularly handy. But they're second bottom of the division, we've got to go up there and beat them, um, and I'm confident that we'll do that. Then Clyde at home, take care of them The way that we couldn't quite take care of them at Broadwood But we we should be able to do that That sets March up to be pretty much the decisive month In the division And that's all you really can ask for To be in and amongst it at that point We're more than capable Of winning those games I know Falkirk will have Improved since the last time we visited there And you know Peed all over them um, Because they were utter garbage that day And although they have improved in the forward areas and they have improved um, defensively. Their midfield is still garbage. Their midfield is still non-existent. And that's where they're still not able to win games because their midfield gets overrun. Um, they've got guys who can turn what would be defeats earlier in the season into draws. Guys like cabia who looks a real player that they've got on loan for Livy. Um But they're still rotten in the middle of the park. So, given that's where our strength is, it's nowhere near beyond us to go and win that game. It's not beyond us to beat Cove Rangers. We saw that in the home game the last time. It was a very closely fought game, and it was just a matter of taking your chances. And then we proved it up there that we can get something off them, that it's not Rafe Rovers of a couple of years ago where we just can't beat them. Or Partick Thistle last year, no matter how eh, close we came to beating them, we just couldn't do it. We can beat Cove. There's every reason to think that we can do that. So March will be a blockbuster month in the division but that's good because that's that means we're in it. That means we're in and amongst it and, and fighting for it. I still, I've said it earlier, I think the momentum has shifted to us um, and so long as we don't bottle it in these two games coming up I think that we'll be the ones with that um, extra impetus in that month. It'll be particularly exciting for the Cove game because that's the Saturday after the Scotland-Ukraine semi-final. So I've got that the Thursday night, and then I've got a gig the Friday, and then I've got Cove at home on the Saturday. So that should be an absolute stonker. And hopefully neither of the two let me down. That'll be some weekend. What about you,
0: Darren? Is the diary clear March?
2: If uh, I think if, if Abel Abbey is... Fast, mobile, can score a header. I think we romp it, to be honest. I, I think I just, just, just having mobile, fast defenders. I hope he's fast. I've not seen him run. I've not, I've never seen the highlights, but that's, that's what we need. It took us two years to get a midfield. We still don't like play a striker up at corners. Um, but slowly, Murray starts to do things. We, we score with side roll passes, we fire the balls into like, the strikers and things. I can see all like, all the aspects around the pitch, actually developing stuff. So I, 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 like, I want to like Murray, but if you can't play a striker off the corner, then I, I still can't come on the podcast and say oh, I'm a, a Murray lover and a, and a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that. That is the deciding thing. Playing great football, scoring great goals, battering teams like Montrose, but aye, but see that corner thing doesn't leave a guy up. That's that, that's a that's a deal breaker. It puts subs on get, at I half time, time now. It puts it puts subs on at
2: half time and things like that. I just uh, it you know. worked on
1: Saturday. It's, it's, come, uh, Watson comes on at half time and scores an absolute Beezer Uh it was
2: it was a it was really oh, thought, thought of technical. <laughs> finish, wasn't it? It was really good, but nah, I mean, they're playing great the football's brilliant, loving it and we're all chatting away and enjoying having a bit of banter and things like that so it's, it's great time so I think when they're looking for an air manager, I, I secretly didn't want to go but I wouldn't say that in the podcast in front of hundreds of thousands of
0: people <laughs> uh, That's the potential audience, given that it goes out online, but maybe not the actual one uh, <laughs> <laughs> The the goals against Montrose. I don't think I can think of an other game where we've scored so many good goals in the one game. I mean, the I'm struggling sure to pick what the best one is. I think I probably like the second Gallagher goal just because I've never seen anything like that in Eirtr game before. It <laughs> it's a bar twice. Um, <laughs> can, can you think of any Darren? Maybe four one against Raid Rovers in the Cup run in '95. Paul Harvey did. A brilliant chip that day.
2: Paul oh, Harvey. I remember we beat Morton with uh the Spanish Armada, um Captain chipped to goal, I think Fernandez chipped to goal in that right. game. Um, and I remember Calderon, there was a big what, switch ball against Ross County and he volleyed the ball what right across the face of the goal into the top corner with the outside these but when we beat <laughs> Ross County. I think we beat him five-one. Up at whatever the I don't know what the stadium was called, the Shybury or New Broomfield or whatever it was called in those days. So I remember a few wins like that. Um fa- I remember um, big fashion was against Aberdeen, the volley was good. Been, there's been a few good goals. I think Kirk, Kirkwood scored at maybe Wraith for the halfway line. Kenny Black, I
0: think it was Kenny you know, Black, it was yeah. that's right. Scored for and. Were
2: you there? So I've seen, seen goals. I've seen Coyle. It's Coyle when he when he was at, um, when he joined FAIR and he was on that run. He scored like seventeen goals in two matches or something. <laughs> he scored, like hat tricks in like ten consecutive Saturdays. We played Meadowbank Thistle. So there's another pitch in my my list. Failure, but um I think he scored a hat trick that night as we well, only lobbed the keeper um as well. And then I think we played maybe Clyde at Firhill once, and Sanderson scored for about 40 yards out. It, 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 was, it caught the wind, and it, like... I mean, Sanderson scoring yeah. is a miracle. I think it was, like, New Year's Day, so all the all the goals are flooding back, as you can see.
0: <laughs> but the concentration of them, I'm trying to think of a game with so many... It was just so many good strikes. Yeah. I, I think we I, scored good goals at Peterhead. Was it
2: Peterhead at home? Gallagher had the 30-yard, the like, good touch... Went wide and he finished it. And I think uh, that's right. I think um, Mcroy chipped,
1: yeah, the goal chipped the keeper. goalie. That's right.
2: And then well, my memory's going, but I think it was, I think it was a team. Like, I think the other, I think maybe Smith scored the other one,
1: yeah, he did. And it was also was, like, a chip, it was a chip
2: as well. Foot, and it went over the keeper as well. He
1: chipped the goalie that so, day he, as well. Aye. That's
2: right. I've been spoiled. I mean, all our goals this season have been like like top draw or defenders like running and tripping over the ball in their box and Harlow did it. <laughs> Queen's part did it. It's like, even like, the folk keeper hurt his ankle and it was like, pure playing up the whole game and then he was like, fine, although we scored two goals and then when Fazel like, robbed the guy during the corner when we beat him 3-2 and caught any crosses it and like, Gallagher like like the, the, like the hair and his nail, his big toe mm. hit the ball, and then the, the keeper like he's just his legs, he was like Bambi's legs stopped working <laughs> and it just it just seemed to go through him. So um there's it's, it's been a crazy old season, it's been
0: fantastic. Uh, there's gonna be some goals that don't make the the short list for goal of the season that are would have won it in other years. Uh, they have their own section. So, as well as our March fixtures, though, to give a bit of light with the shade, Cove's game on Saturday, somebody pointed out on, about four people pointed out in the same thread in Pine Boverill. Uh, Queen's Park should have been playing at Fir Hill. They agreed to switch it because of the Thistle Cup tie. It was not mentioned. Queen's Park were down to 10 men for the vast majority of it. All of this is adding to the sense that Cove are maybe going through a bit of a, a wobbly phase. So, in their run-in, they have, as Falkirk, Montrose and Queen's Park all the way in four consecutive games. So if we can get through March, the pressure's going to ramp up on them so much to have to make those journeys and win the games. So this is where I keep thinking five points is a lot. And then on the daily basis that I look at these fixtures and try and work out what's going to happen in my head. I'm really hopeful that they might struggle through what is that. I mean, that's a tough run of fixtures for, for anyone.
1: Yeah, It could quite easily be two It could quite easily be two by uh, End of Saturday coming You know what I mean It's, it's not um, It's not out with the realms of possibility that we go into March um, Top Rather than um, Second with, with work to do But the games are so tough For both sides in, in that month That we're just going to have to see who can Who can go the course The course best, the fact that they're away from home I don't know, their away form's not been that terrible this season anyway, so I'm not I'm not convinced that um, that's too much of a hang-up. It's not that they've got a massively intimidating home support that they're going to really struggle to um, be without, you know what I mean? They're not that kind of team that gets well-backed by a, a big vociferous crowd at home and they're going to miss it. They play on a pitch similar to a lot of the pitches that we play on. The fact that they need to go to Furhill, um, might hurt them because they're a ball-playing team But then it hurts Queen's Park as well Because they're a football-playing team They put it on the deck And they must be kicking themselves That they didn't go to Hamilton or something To play their games Because every second game they play They're playing it on an increasingly awful surface That is in no way conducive To the type of football they want to play That that could be an absolute lottery That game um, You're pinning your hopes on <laughs> Fulgurk having a resurgence Um, And and being improved And getting something off Cove Because the the other part to consider Is that all those teams they need to play Have something to play for There's very few teams in the division That can sit back, relax Um, No one's coasting with the league now Although I'm sure everybody At one point early in the season Was saying that Cove were coasting it And had the thing won and wrapped up And everything else Um, Less of that chat now But um, Falkirk need to keep pace at least with Queen's Park to get into the playoffs, or they run the risk of missing out on the players entirely. Again, Queen's Park are looking to keep that distance above Falkirk. You've got Aloha, who presumably will have the new manager in place, if not for Saturday coming, then for their next game, which is against Cove. So you're hoping that that wee bounce will do a difference. But if they don't, again, they need to pick up points because they are on a spiral of results. They're really struggling. They've just beat Peter Head as the only team they've beat, and that was quite recently since they beat us in um at the end of October. They've been in a diabolical run of form, so they need it to keep themselves safe. Um, every team in the division is going to be scrapping in March, on um, un- perhaps with the exception of East Fife, if that when they got in Aloua was just a a bit of resistance on the fight as they go down, pretty much everybody else in the division will be fighting for things tooth and nail in that month. So um, there should be no gimmies. There should be no um, guaranteed three points. There should be no bankers. I don't think there'll be many people putting coupons on in March in this division because it'll be really... Nip and tuck, and we're as good as any team in this league. I reckon
2: I, I, I think, think I, I don't know about a search call, and, and I think I can't. I, it's kind of deserting me now. But see, in terms of like away form in the last, well, ten games maybe more, Clyde are actually right up there. They're very good at getting points away from home, and they have never been that bad. And. I was kinda of the same thought process as Andrew. Like let's folk pick up and then we kinda of played them when they just sort of changed managers when and, and Kenny came in and stuff. So I'm kinda of like, well, we maybe got them at the right time. And we were lucky to survive if, if if they've got some they've got some nice players like that. Morrison's he's like a rocket. He's fast, isn't he? With that guy, he's electric and they 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 miss some they miss some sitters against us and you like, they can, they can pick up. And then Griffiths, you were talking about earlier, he can, he can like, he's like George Alberts. He can just shoot. He could stand on one leg and score probably 15 goals for Falkirk to the end of the season. You know what I mean? With the sort of pedigree he's got. But Clyde are, Clyde are taking a lot of points off teams and and being a bit, pain, a bit of pain in people's sides and things. And I think they're only a couple of points behind Falkirk now. So they've took some points off us, at home, sadly enough, but I'm hoping that they, them Falkirk, they're, they're going to do some damage. I think that, that losing to Aloua now looks terrible on paper, and that's the one that's going to, like, do us, and I jinxed I think I was in the podcast, like, the day before, or whatever it was, and then we lost that one. We were probably looking to be, we were have been top of the league, I think, if we'd win that day, and then, obviously, we just, they just, they out-thought us that day.
0: Right, two two final points to touch on attendances. So, Emma sent around on the group chat the average attendances for the league and ours is awful. But you can't say, oh well, yeah, there's been COVID and you know those five hundred limit games, and probably the crowd was a bit less than five hundred because they were allowing for every season ticket holder to turn up and people wouldn't have. But Saturday's game was an absolute was a brilliant game uh, to attend. Uh were finishing like I've, I've never seen uh, but only six hundred and forty-nine at it. Is there what can be done? Is there any easy answer to how we can get attendance up for the for the run in?
1: Keep winning. Keep winning. That's that's how you get the attendance up. If we win in against Peter Head, then I think we should have with a fair wind, a better crowd against Clyde than we did against Montrose. Um part of that might well be that Clyde tend to always bring a decent sized away support, given that they're very, very close. But um the I think there's an element that we would have had a better support against Montrose had we won the Cove game. Um because I think there was decent support in the Cove match when we get beat 2-0. I think there was a there was we were top of the league going into that game, and I think there was a decent turnout, at least it felt that way at the time. I don't know what the figure was, but it felt busier, the stadium, certainly than it did on Saturday. Uh, so I I feel given that All the coverage that people who didn't go to the game If they streamed it or if they just waited for the highlights Will have now seen the goals Um, If we follow that Kind of display up and those kind of goals up With a win at Peterhead um, Whether or not We get a favour in Cove's match um, Regardless If we follow that performance And those goals up with a win at Peterhead I'm hoping and expecting That there'll be a, a More willingness to come out against Clyde um, in that last home game of, of the month. It is annoying because the team deserves to be watched. They, um, they're, they're the most worth-watching side. if that doesn't sound too clumsy, um, that we've had in, in a long time. Um, you guys will know that more than me, but my God, they're a joy to watch. They really are. Even moves that don't quite end up turning into a goal or turning into a, a good final ball, it's worth watching. There's a lot of one-touch passing. There's a lot of passing move and little corners. Um, there's a lot of great play and a lot of really good players. I'm hoping that the goals and the calibre of goals that we're scoring are going to encourage people to come out. But all I can do, anyone listening to this that um, hasn't been along in the last few, you are missing out. Get yourself along for the Clyde game and watch us batter them because we we should and we will. They just get creamed off Dumbarton. The they were absolutely hopeless. They were 3-0 down within 20 minutes. And we should have massacred them that game, um, that rearranged game. I, I'm, I'm going to not talk about that because it just gets me so furious. But that'll be a game well worth turning up to because we should. you should see a lot of Airdrie football being played and a lot of Clyde um, desperate firefighting happening. I know we should absolutely batter them that game. So that'll be worth attending.
0: Yeah. So get along. And for anyone living on the moon, David Goodwillie is no longer at Clyde. I don't know what I don't know what he's been up to, but yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're missing the real fire. Uh, Darren, if I give you a apprentice style task, you need to get the crowd at uh, the Clyde game above eight hundred. Is there any anything obvious that we can we can do? Yeah, this is a sell,
2: man, isn't it, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> over, right, yeah.
0: but, like I mean,
2: the club's probably got limited resources. I'm sure there's things you could do over a certain number of years. But the biggest way to get people in is what Andrew's saying is to score shitloads of goals, and that means if I think if we had better strikers, then we were a beat probably half a dozen teams, five or six nothing this even. Uh, our if our strikers were eighty percent of the calibre of our midfielders, we are were like. I were booking our flight to stay here next year or whatever. <laughs> I didn't even look at the, I don't even look at the League of So um I I think just just win handsomely. But I mean personally it was on the SBL like Facebook page the other day. Look at these three Edri goals. I shared it. I don't know how many other Edri fans shared that. I'm doing my but I'm saying to the, my my five connections on Facebook, <laughs> look at Edre, this is what they're doing. The kids are missing out. Get yourself along. I, I'm doing my part. If all the fans do what I do, spread the good word, then we'll get more. I'm, I'm driving pensioners up to Aberdeen, like <laughs> like your brother. Got he's not been to a few games this season. Now he's been to a couple. Ian Ian Hannah's going with his son. My daughter went to the first game this year. I'm doing my bit. There's like five people for for one of me. If we all do that, then. I can't <laughs>
0: I like hey, I like your claim. My dad is an extra person for that you've taken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did give him a lift up to, to Cole, which is much appreciated. Um yeah, right, Let's just finish in on, on the ultimate high We've we've waxed lyrical about him already this season on the podcast. But uh, Dylan Easton is I mean, he's he's getting recognition way beyond what McEnroy was getting, which is a bit of a concern given that he's technically a free agent at the moment. But I mean, Andrew, you, you've you been in and about the squad doing the uh, like interviews and stuff when, when, when Brian was away uh, I, I just get the feeling that he, he seems to be at the heart of everything, uh, so whether it's a darts patter or, or just every move on the pitch, he, he's worth coming along and see, everybody that's listening to this we can play, but even, I heard someone saying he played badly on Saturday he got two assists, and yeah. so lo- loads of lovely touches, so yes, maybe not everything came off, but I mean, he's it's just it's just a joy.
1: There's times when you walk I mean, the guy's box office. right? He's he's worth the admission price alone. Um, as they say, he, he genuinely is. Even in quieter games, if you want to put it that way, if you want to say he was quieter than he has been um, against Montrose um, on Saturday, like you say, he still has um, two excellent assists, particularly for Gal's second goal. It's a lovely cross, a nightmare for defenders to try and defend. And as soon as he put it in there, you were um half off your seat because you thought this is this is a chance here. Um <laughs> there was like the Falkirk game when we beat them 3-2. There was a moment where he was in the corner. He was surrounded by three of them. One of them took a kick at his foot and he he, he almost kind of did it gave a wee cry of pain but then just boosted off with the ball anyway and skint the other one. Um, the guy is genuine magic and he does seem to be in with the bricks in terms of the squad all of him uh, he seems to love it here. He seems to be loving the exposure. He seems to be loving the um, quality of players that he's got around him in that midfield. And uh, I think he loves having guys like um, Gal in particular up top who will come short and play one twos with him. I mean, that was Gal's first goal, screamer that it was. The, the intention there was a one two to put Dylan Easton in. Um, it then ends up bouncing back to him and he curls it so plainly into the top corner. But um, it, it that kind of style of forward that will drop deep and and meet in with him is the kind of player that Dylan thrives off of. You can you can tell you can tell he's loving it. The, the few times I have been lucky enough to go in when they've been training, he seems to be um, really enjoying his cell, and everybody seems to be enjoying having him. So he is just great to watch. He's he's a joy to behold every game, and you know Montrose are. The third best team in the division Going by the table They're a good side with good midfielders of their own um, And they targeted them To try and stop them. You, you must have teams thinking Stop him and you've got a really good chance of stopping Airdrie And although there were times Where they managed to crowd them out It creates space for other players And even when teams put three and four around them, As we've seen multiple teams do this season He can still go by them like they're no there He can still rip the piss right out of them
2: yeah, he's a he's that, fantastic. Uh, there was a rumour that the BBC winter like, cameras turned up because of the amount of slalom he, he'd been doing in <laughs> the <laughs> games. He nearly got an Olympic grant for training for the next Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's really good, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a treat to watch, and I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, like, sort of players that have maybe been as sort of, like, what, just cutting through players and, and skinning them and things like that. I know, like, guys like Lawrence and Ennis McDonald, if you you wouldn't remember him calling, but they get they, they sort of guys would could really sort of like beat players and it's it's exciting. You want people on the edge of the seats and it's 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 so pure now football. It's like a lot of passing and I know we um we striking he's an advocate for still actually beating players and things like that. It's kinda of like a bad word nowadays, but this guy it's not like not kick the ball by them and run by them. You can actually just weave in and out, what like, through the the defenders at will. Every time he's got the ball in the corner, it's it's sort of recycled with every other team. They're trying to put in across. He t- he beats like three guys every time every week for the corner. He just like just zips by them as if they're like cones in the park or something. And then like the one two and then next thing the the balls bobbing about the box and stuff. So, um, just uh really good goals and I think. McGill's goal against Folk, it was great. I think the, it's, I can't remember it was him or Frazella down the back heel, and then the past, With the Allen edge. one of the days as well it was like it was just I think he just banged it like three feet high, just, just just sizzled right along like the atmosphere or whatever you might call it, and just the, the guys, guys just touched it, killed it, just just scored. He just it's it's just it's just unreal some of the stuff
0: that the guy can do. Yeah, no, I. I, I I was thinking, Alan Lawrence, I think Stevie Gray, thinking Antonio Calderon, he's in that. Like. Stevie, aye, uh, Stevie Gray. Calderon, they didn't
2: have the legs, I don't think, then, but well, fast. But, I mean, we, I, I think we didn't really have them that could beat players like that. I know, like, you had, like, Rogeri and stuff like that, that played the race and things, and just guys who, like, blister and pace. But he's, he's, he's not, like, he's not, like, really, really fast, but his reactions... His reactions are fast. I, I, I still feel like we're, we're not a slow team, but we don't have any like, we don't have like any Usain Bolts or anything like that. We don't have anybody that are basically like, there's, there's flames coming off the grass when they're running and things. But in the tight spaces with the touches and the flex, the way he looks, his head, the angles, his body, he's just selling people dummies all over the place. And the guy is just making everybody look stupid. So it's sort of wonderful to watch.
1: Yeah. The You have obviously got an advantage on me in terms of the amount of good players you've seen, but put it this way: he is the most entertaining elder player I've ever seen yeah okay. and that in my experience of going to the games live he's he's the most entertaining El player that I've had the the privilege to watch and it's it's as darren says it's at least once a game he seems to make. Mugs out of multiple players. Um, sometimes he does it more than once a match. It's it's brilliant. But I mean, again, he's not alone. He's not doing it all by himself. Um, yeah. Frizzles a great wee player. Um, McCabe, even guys like Josh Kerr can play a really great pass. And we do have a lot of weapons. But he does stand out, Dylan Easton, because he, he just has that that difference. As as Dan says, he might not be a world record a sprinter, but it's his speed of thought. And his his uh, dexterity, we his feet, his ball control is just he's just fathoms ahead of other yeah. teams in this division. And uh-huh. it'll be you know, he he'll take a lot of acclaim when we um are parading the trophy at the end of the season.
2: Uh-huh. I think Miguel can still buy players as well. Sometimes he's just he he doesn't. I'm like, God, I kinda wish you'd play in the ring the the wing. And like Patterson as well. When we're talking about strikers earlier, I'm like I think that boy could play up front because he <laughs> is he is like lightning. You know what I mean, that's so us
0: spent weeks and
1: weeks worried about whether we're getting a left back, and now Darren wants to play him up top. Never mind that left back.
2: No, I'm just saying, maybe I'm like, what if a right back, what if a left back get injured? I don't like, could, I, I don't want our strikers to get injured, but I was kind of thinking, could he play as a striker? <laughs> but Dion Dublin, Someday, at some point, somebody thought we'll play Dion Dublin um up front, and the guy just you remember him. Colin, he's just so,
0: And he yeah. still does homes under the hammer. Who could forget him? Uh, I, know,
2: I, know, I know Murray listens to the podcast, so I try it out, Murray. Well, um,
0: i tell you what... Ian, I'll, Ian I'll, don't, don't I'll, listen to him. Don't listen to him. He's if mental. We suddenly, if we suddenly see Airdrie sure. leaving men up at corners and uh, Patterson playing up front, we will know that he listens to this this podcast.
2: You know, see, see if he, like, they take a corner he's back defending and he still breaks and scores.
0: Then...
2: <laughs> I'm going to start a petition for him to be a striker.
0: <laughs> and yeah, another thing is that the the, the the long throw has disappeared. So many times on Saturday, uh, the ball went out in a place where I thought, all right, that's it. Uh McCabe's coming up to launch this one. But the, that's just not how we play football. The change in the 12 months is just amazing because that's what it was all about last year. As soon as it... As soon as it uh, went out in the final third, it was bring Mackay up and launch that ball into the box and see if we can feed off the scraps. And no more. We should
2: stop taking corners. We actually we can't score for corners. Corners are like basically pointless. Agnews is about the only one that can hit a good corner, and there's just nobody in the box. They they should just put the ball back to Curry. I
1: think <laughs> when we when was the last time we have we scored direct? We've, there's a couple of games we've scored second phase for corners. Um. But I, I, the, the only one I can remember Going Like So the corner comes in And straight from that a heater Or whatever Goes into the net Was Kerr at Falkirk In the season That was straight from a corner And Josh Kerr made it 3-0 um, Ma- Ma- But the other goals is,
0: goal was was a like Second phase from a corner Wasn't that Yeah and, and uh the, and slammed it at home The Sal
1: goal to win that mental match at Dumbarton Was second phase for a corner as well, if memory serves yeah. When, when Ramsbottom just like patted it onto Sal's head For him to knock it in <laughs>
2: um, That's another one, one of the dodgy goals I was telling you <laughs> about, like, we've had about 17 of
1: them this year <laughs> When your luck's in you luck's in We deserve but, it
2: I, I, I think we can't fail I'm going to um, Put more money on them tomorrow
0: To win the league <laughs> that it. title
1: party at Broadwood? Second last game of the season I'll see you there <laughs> lads Beers are on me
0: <laughs> well, That sounds good That's a, a good place to to end it. Guys, thank you very much for your time. That's been brilliant. Uh we will probably get to get together sooner than we would have than win a month if we're winning games, and if not then this might be the last year from us this season. So well, let's hope. Let's hope it's a former. No
1: more